0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. John Scholes here along with Lior Samfiru co-founding partner, mark Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Reach out if you have questions about uh, your job, your employment life, because the uh, employment laws are extremely robust, but if you don't know them, they can't help you, which is part of the reason why you tune into the show every night from 6.30 to 7, Monday to Thursday. We throw it at you. Tonight on the show, we're going to get to the process of obtaining better severance. How important is that topic in your work life for sure? That's coming up here in just a bit. You want to reach out to Leor, by the way, when we're not doing this half hour of radio, 1-855-821-5900-HELP at employmentlawyer.ca. PayPal, week that was, case of the day, what do you got going on?
1: Hey, Johnny. I am ready to, to talk employment law as usual mm. and ready to hopefully solve some problems. I, I've been doing that all day. I've been doing that all week. Well, I've been doing it for 20 years. and <laughs> I've reached a lot of people, but I want to talk to you now if you have an employment law issue, a problem, and a deadline. Whatever the thing is, if it has to do with your job and your rights at work, you're, you're listening to the right show. This is the opportunity that you have to get that problem resolved. You often have rights you don't realize, but the good news is that doesn't have to be the case. By watching our shows on TV and by listening to this show right now on radio, you'll learn what your rights are. You'll learn what to do if there's a problem. So call us. Don't uh, just be bashful there. If you're listening, there's obviously something here that, that you've always wondered. Don't just wonder. Call us with the question, and I'll answer it. I'll tell you what you need to do. And, of course, we'll also give you my email address and phone number at the office, so you can connect with me privately. Uh, I can always roll up my sleeves and get to work to help you actually resolve that problem. But to tell you about a situation that I, I, I uh, spoke to someone about today. So every uh, every Wednesday at 1 in the afternoon, I do a, a live stream, a live Q&A stream on Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube. So on that stream today, I spoke with a gentleman, and this was his situation. He had come back uh, a while ago from a disability leave. He was off work uh, for a while and and came back. Now, he was always, prior to going to leave, a full-time employee. When he came back, his employer said, we only have a part-time job for you, so you have to come back and work twice a week instead of five days. Big deal. He had no, no idea at that point that that may be an issue or that that may not be right. He assumed that he had no choice, so he went back to work. Well, you won't. You wouldn't be surprised to learn that uh, he learned, you know, after working that uh, for a while, that he can't make ends meet by only working two days a week. And after about three months, he quit. He said, "Can't do it anymore," and he left. He finally connected with me today on that live stream, and he wanted to understand his rights. So here's here's kind of how the analysis works. First of all, when he was ready to come back from uh, disability leave. Uh, his employer had the obligation to take him back to the same job. They can't just give him a different job because that becomes a constructive dismissal. So if you have a full-time job and they say, well, we're going to have you back but to a part-time job, again, that's a constructive dismissal. That can't be. And depending on the reason why they're not wanting to bring him back to his uh, old job, it could also be a human rights violation. So what this employer did was illegal. Now, here's the bad news, though. He came back to work, and he did it, and he did it for three months. The problem with doing that, and you know where I'm going to go with this, John, is that after three months, he's considered to have accepted that new reality. He's accepted that he's now a part-time employee. You know, three months is a fairly long time. So the problem with that is we can't now pursue a constructive dismissal on his behalf because he accepted the, the, that change. If he had only worked for, you know, two or three weeks, no problem. But after three months, that, that is a huge issue. So now he's, he's out of work, but he's not also going to get any severance, any compensation, because he stayed in that part-time role three months. He took too long to leave. So there's an important lesson here. First of all, of course, remember, if you come back from a disability leave, it should be the same job. Your employer can't just change the terms of your employment, whether you're working or coming back from a leave, can't happen. But if your employer does change those terms of employment, if your employer does something, reduces your pay, your hours, demotes you, uh, puts you on a different shift, you have to deal with it quickly. If you just continue working, you're going to be considered to have accepted what your employer is doing, even though you're not happy about it, even though you may be very upset about it, you're going to be considered to have accepted it. And once you've accepted it, it's too late to do anything. That's why it's so important. That window to pursue your rights is not a big window. If your job changes in any way, or if you're put on a layoff, same thing. You have to call me, but you have to call me as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, we, we've often talked about that. Maybe what he could have done at one point, you know, early on in the first week, or even before he actually went in first day with the new changes, say, "Look, boss, I'm gonna and write this down. And say, you know, I like work, I like being here. It's my job, but I'm not sure if this change is going to work for me. I want to take it for a spin for a couple of weeks, but if it doesn't work out." You know, I'll, I'll, I'll consider that this
1: isn't going to be a job I have anymore, right? Could have done that. I absolutely could have and should have done that. Or, or tell his employer, listen, I understand now that you don't have a job for me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work here for the next three months and give you those three months to find me a different role. But after three months, I'm, I'm not I'm not willing to continue working. So even even if he had done that and he had said in the beginning that I'm going to only do this for three months on the basis that I expect you to take me back to a different job. That would have been okay. But to just simply go back to work, continue working, he's considered to have accepted it. And I had to break the bad news for him. Uh, But, you know, there's an important lesson there that I want all our listeners to keep in mind.
0: And with that, uh, Leora mentioned uh, reaching out to him. Yeah, you can do that anytime to discuss these matters. Uh, 1-855-821-5900. That email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Leora Sanfieri. He's here, of course, answering all of your questions. You know, we often talk uh, uh, to Lior and your team, you know, with respect to the severance package. But is it difficult? Is it long to do? Is it expensive? I mean, this whole thing, there's a lot of of mystery around this, and there really shouldn't be. So uh, let's chat about that for a bit. What do you think uh, generally, pal? It's not that hard, is it?
1: So I... Been saying this on radio, on TV, anywhere you hear me speak that listen, if you're if you let go and you're looking at that severance package, it's something you need to call me about. Number one, because chances are uh, that the offer they made you is terrible. And in fact, that's over a 90% chance. But beyond that, it's not that difficult once I get involved to get it resolved. And I find often that people don't necessarily believe that second part, that they think, well, if I call Lior, if I call a lawyer like Lior, Well, that means that it's going to go to court. That means it's going to be long. That means it's going to be expensive. That means it's going to cause me all kinds of problems. Who needs that headache? Well, it's not the case. It's not at all that case when it comes to severance. So we want to talk a bit about how do I actually go about obtaining better severance for you and why that's something you shouldn't be scared of. So, with that in mind, uh, I think we do have our uh, first call. I think John is uh, off. Uh... No, we're oh, good. back. He's back. Yep. He's back. Yeah,
0: we're okay. at the mercy of technology. Jamie, thanks for standing That's by. got to uh, love it. How are you doing, pal? No kidding. What's your yeah, question, Jamie? I,
2: yeah, so, um, you know, like I, I actually called in the other night, and... Um, now, I've been at this job for 17 years, and Monday I didn't go into work because I was burned out due to um, mental, mental health issues, and I couldn't go in. And my boss spoke to him Monday, and I said, you know, about me, I wasn't up to going in, and he tells me on the phone, don't, don't bother c- calling me, there's no work for you. Well, then I, I I just wait uh, forty eight hours and I try to call him again to see if he calmed down or decided to rehire me and it sounds like that's not the case. Uh, my question is: Is your employer allowed to do that uh, because you didn't show up for a shift and you know they're maybe they're pissed off? It's the heat of the moment kind of you know, situation and, you know, you've been there 17 years and he tells you there's no work and and I feel like um, I've been let go, but um, it, I feel like my rights have been violated.
1: So, Jamie, uh, first of all, so yeah. all this is over one shift that you missed or was it multiple shifts?
2: Uh, this was one shift because what happened was, you know, the weekend went by, I had some pretty toxic people, negative customers and it really affected me and I um was internalizing it. It was really, really hard for
1: me to so, no and, and I'm not even asking about the reasons, Jamie. I'm just want to understand that it hasn't happened before. This was just a one time or oh, no, the reasons that you mentioned you couldn't come in.
2: No, it's happened before and you know, he's he's taken me back and, you know, this is not the first. Like I've had times where where i was completely burned out due to the mental health issues and you know like this situation did happen you know i got um i got uh, over um lazy or just wasn't up to going in and now um you know the situation is he has told me, don't bother calling.
1: Oh, no, and I, and I, I get that. I understand exactly what he did. Here's the, the issue, and then I'll tell you what the solution is. Okay. So the issue is that you know if this was a one-time isolated incident, then clearly there's no right in this world they would ever have to do what they've done. Okay. Now, if, in fact, this is something that's happened multiple times, the employer, I'm, from their perspective, are, uh, are going to say, well... We don't know if we can trust Jamie to come to work. He doesn't give us doctor's note. He just doesn't show up, and that's a problem. And we've warned him before, and he keeps doing it. Because an employer, if you're going to miss work, and it's legitimate to have days where physically, mentally, you just can't do it. Yeah. An employer is not entitled to say, well, if you're not able to work, we need a doctor's note. Otherwise, you're missing work without permission. So if there's multiple of those incidents, and you know if you've been warned, that is a problem. Okay, that is a problem. Uh, but with all that said, what does happen here is, yes, your employer employment has been terminated. The only question is, can your employer say that because of the fact that over a number of incidents you didn't, uh, you, you didn't show up to work without a doctor's note, is that just cause? In other words, yes. can they let you go without paying you severance? That's going to be very difficult to do only because you have been there for 17 years. And, you know, it's one thing if, if they were if they said now, OK, give us a doctor's note and you said, no, I'm not, then maybe. But if they haven't even demanded a doctor's note now and they simply said, that's it, you're done. Well, then, yeah, I, I would still look at this as a without cost termination, meaning severance has to be paid. And, Jamie, after 17 years, depending on a few other factors, you could be owed as much as 18 months pay. Okay. So what I what I want you to do then is I want you to connect with me and my team off air. We'll give you that contact information in a moment. Uh, I, I want to sit down. I want to find out more a bit about your job. I want to find out more about how many incidents over what period of time, and uh, let's then get to work to make sure you get the compensation that you're owed. Okay. Thank
2: you. I would do that because I don't want to be you know, put in this situation and, you know, month, time goes by and I don't get any severance. So I really want to act upon this um, ASAP.
1: Absolutely.
0: Here's that number, Leor's uh, mentioning for you to call after uh, after we're done. one 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca is the, uh, the email address. You still have some time as well. Just like Jamie, give us a call, ask questions, 416-870-6400 is how you do that. Okay, back to the process of obtaining better severance, Leor. So someone was uh, let go calls you uh, to review that severance offer, like you mentioned just before the call. What happens then?
1: So, obviously, when I, someone calls me, I want to find out some information, first of all, about their job, what they did, how long they did it for, their compensation, the different components of compensation, benefits, bonuses, etc. And, of course, I want to find out the circumstances where they lost their job. Is it because they did something supposedly? Is it because it's a restructuring? Is there a different reason? So, obviously, I want to get all that information. So, the first thing is I spent some time finding out about the person, finding out what happened. And then once we've concluded that, yes, this person, in fact, is owed severance or owed more than they've been offered, then I would go over the various options that we have. And I'd make a recommendation to the person usually is to allow me to engage with the company to negotiate severance. That's what I do for a living. And that's pretty much all I do. Uh, and uh, that is, it's as simple as that to get the process initiated. And of course, if the person says no, I don't want you to do that. I don't. But once I find out, I can all the information. I can tell the person what they're owed, and I can tell them here's what I can do to help you and get you that severance.
0: You know, it it, it really is easy, as you mentioned. But you know, how how common is it in your experience for individuals to get legal advice after they lose their job? It's just not. It may not be a knee jerk reaction, right?
1: It's not. And it's not nearly as common as it should be. And what I mean by that, it's uh, every person, without exception, young or old, senior or junior, if they lose their job, have to, must speak with an employment lawyer. If you don't like me, then speak to another employment lawyer, but that's something you have to do. And unfortunately, it's not that common. I'm going to say then less than half, less than half of people that have been let go actually get advice. Uh, The other half don't know that they should, uh, are too scared to do it, and potentially walk away from the significant entitlements that they have. Hopefully, our listeners now know better, and they're going to be the half that do get that advice so that they don't get taken advantage of.
0: And we're talking about the process for obtaining better severance. It really is easy. It's just a phone call away. Does an employee have to sue their former employer? Because we get calls saying, you know, Leo, I didn't get my severance. That's it. I'm suing. They go right from level one right to suing, in their mind anyway.
1: Exactly. See, at the end of the day, an employee doesn't want to sue their employer. The employee simply wants to get what they're legally entitled to get. That's really what an employee wants. No one gets, you know, pleasure out of a lawsuit. Uh, an employee just wants to get what they're owed. And the, the good thing is when it comes to severance, often you don't need to start legal action. You don't need to sue your employer. Oftentimes, all that is required is for me to write a letter to the employer and saying. I've been retained by this uh, person, they're owed more, here's why they're owed more, and you have to pay it, or I will have to take legal action against you. And in in the vast majority of cases, what happens then is I get contacted by the company or the company's lawyer, we engage in a negotiation, and we get it resolved. And we get it resolved, John, without having to sue. Now, in some situations... If those negotiations break down or if the company is being completely unreasonable, then yes, we will do that. We will start legal action. But that's not the default position. And in most cases, you actually don't need to do that. And it's a process that's straightforward. It's streamlined. It's painless. So as I've been saying, don't be afraid of the process of getting better severance. 416-870-6400.
0: 416-870-6400. Still got a, a few minutes to call in, so feel free to do that. Do not hesitate. Someone's going to ask you right after that, Leo, okay, what's the likelihood of my success?
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to waste my time if there's no likelihood of success, okay? But if I say to you, yes, we can get you better severance, you will get better severance. It's as simple as that. So what's the likelihood of success? Extremely likely not because uh i am some magic worker because we have laws and as long as i know what the law is i can trigger it to make sure that the person gets what they're owed so it's not some sort of a you know it's not going to the casino where you're hoping that you have a good day and maybe you'll be succeed and maybe you won't no we have laws here for a reason and it's not optional for someone to decide i'm not gonna abide by the law if they don't want to abide by the law i'll make them right that's why we have a legal process So, yes, the likelihood of success in terms of getting better severance, very, very high.
0: Expensive process or no?
1: Another main reason. People, you know, and I understand that. People always or often are concerned about speaking to a lawyer or retaining a lawyer. Oh, my God, it's going to cost me a lot of money. And let's be, be honest. Lawyers can be very expensive. Let's not even deny that. But I understand that the vast majority of people that contact my office, are people that have either lost their job or they're in a very difficult financial position. So it's going to be very uh, difficult or it's going to be very unfair for me to say, you, you have to pay me thousands and thousands of dollars. So because of that, the vast majority of the cases that we take on are on a contingency basis. So we're essentially putting our money where our mouth is. We don't pay. We don't get paid. We don't bill until and unless we're successful. Uh, and at that point, uh, there's really no issue. And beyond that, in the vast majority of cases, the company is going to pay back, if not all, then at least some of the legal fees. So is it expensive? No, it's not an expensive process. It's not a risky process from a financial standpoint. So again, one of the main reasons I know people are scared of the cost. I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but with us, it's really not a concern that you have to have.
0: Is it a lengthy process? What's the uh, usual time to wrap these up on average, would you say?
1: Yeah. Well, no one wants to engage in the process. So yeah, I know I'm owed more severance, but I don't want to fight them for the next three years to get that severance. Who would want that? Couldn't agree more. The good news is when it comes to employment loss, and specifically when it comes to severance, it's a process that usually is measured in weeks, not months, in weeks. And I'm talking about, you know, two to four to five weeks often. Uh and now, even if uh, a lawsuit has to be started or legal action, even that is probably no more than three months or so often. Now, there are the the, the occasional case where it could take longer, but that is the exception, not the rule. The majority of cases resolve within a few weeks. Uh, you, you get it done. You get the severance that you're owed. You sign off on a new severance package and you move on. So please, I know that, that there's this misconception uh, when it comes to legal matters that it's going to take long and there are cases and there are legal issues that take a long time now when it comes to severance that is rare usually it's fairly quick
0: you know it's interesting too if someone is uh, you know engaging in an employment lawyer now that they're hearing the show they're getting a bit of the inside scoop you got any advice for them to try and improve their severance
1: it, I, i'm not a big fan of employees trying to negotiate on their own and the main reason for that is this company gets uh, a, a demand for severance from an employee they're going to assess how serious are they? If we don't pay it, are they going to do something about it? And if you're on your own, they're going to assume you're not going to do anything about it. You're not a lawyer. You're not going to take legal action. So in most cases, it's not going to work. Plus, you may also uh, not understand what you're owed. You may even lowball yourself, make it more difficult to negotiate. So my best advice I'm going to give you is let's talk. Okay? If, if at, the, at the minimum, you'll learn something about your entitlements. And then if you want to still proceed on your own, you can but don't just go to your employer once you've been let go and try to negotiate on your own. Chances are you won't be successful. And in fact, it could, be, it could backfire.
0: Let's grab a quick call, Lior. we got to, we got a couple of minutes. Hey, Hopton, how are you? What's, uh, what's your concern? Thanks for taking the time.
3: Yes, sir. I, I, was, imp- I was working for an agency. It's on um, Steel's Avenue, the agency named Oda. I started to, first, they said I had to work um, two weeks to get paid. So I worked three weeks to get two weeks pay, I'm going and going. I started um, June the 2nd, 21, until December the 8th, I was hired by the company I was working for, through the agency. Now, they only give me one week, at the time when I was hired by the company, they give me one week's pay, but the check that they give me showed two weeks, which they only give me one week's pay. So, they, they are trying and to wonder well, uh,
0: What's your question?
3: Oh, the question is Are they allowed to hold back the one week's pay and don't give it to me?
1: No. If you work for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, however long you work, they have to pay for the time that you worked, not a moment less than that. So, if they have underpaid you for whatever reason, you absolutely can get that resolved. The easiest thing for that is to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. And usually just by doing that, as soon as the Ministry of Labor contacts them, they'll, they'll just pay you what, the, what uh, they owe you or the ministry will order them to pay you. They have to pay you for what you've worked. And for that, unlike with the termination situation, the Ministry of Labor can help you.
0: All right, back in tomorrow at 6.30, but we'll leave it at that for now. In the meantime, the phone number, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for all other matters, and to reach out to Leor here as well, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and take the severance calculator for a spin as well. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Employment Law Show.